You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. All right, everybody, this is fun. I'm here with Kieran Holm from Finning. He is the uh, Executive Vice President for Global Used Equipment uh, at the Mighty Finning. Uh, he's out in Vancouver. Kieran, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to talk to you. I uh, I wanted to start out the new year, uh, you know, just getting into a conversation about uh, about about used equipment and used equipment values because so much has changed. It's been so chaotic and 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 volatile uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It almost wasn't so bad i guess right in covid but but the, the supply chain issues coming out the other end seem to have thrown everything into it into a degree of chaos and uh, and i thought well hey you know well uh, let's get let's get a guy on here that's in charge of uh moving a hell of a lot of equipment all the time uh for uh for one of the bigger uh one of the bigger dealers and rental outfits in uh in the country so uh kieran though let's start with uh let's start with you uh tell us a bit about your background and uh and uh what you do for finning Sure. Thanks. So, um, yeah, I, I joined Finning a year ago, uh, and uh, you know, Finning's a very exciting place to work because it's got a, the Canadian market, it's got the UK market, it's got the South American market, and so you know, having um, sort of connections to uh, some some really interesting global um, equipment, uh, customers market trends and everything else is, is, is really nice. And I joined Finning after 17 years at Ritchie Brothers. Um, and I had various roles in various geographies uh, over there uh, in, in uh, North America and Canada, the U.S., as well as in Asia uh, in sales and operations. And so, yeah, I'd say I'm somewhat to very familiar with, uh, with used equipment in, uh, in a sense. I should think so. Richie Brothers uh, sells a bit of equipment, so uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's, uh, that, that's 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 about as it's about as deep into it as you can as you can get. I think, uh, yeah. As far as as far as that goes, how 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 is the mighty Richie Brothers? Did uh, did 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 you enjoy your time over there? Loved it. Uh, great yeah. company, great people, phenomenal yeah. customers, just a salt of the earth. Um, yeah. yeah, can't can't say enough good things about my time. At, uh, at Ritchie Brothers uh, or the people and customers. Yeah, they do. They, they they do a good job for sure. So that's great. So you're 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 the right guy to uh, to ask about uh, about used equipment stuff. Let's let's start with the big picture or that I guess that the the highest level thing. Uh, 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 talk to me about valuations right now. Talk to me about prices right now. Uh, uh, where where do you see things in a historical context? And 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 what should we what should we look for going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think if we uh, go back 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, it was to, you said before chaos because they had this, you had supply, uh, very tight because of global supply chain issues and demand through the roof. Uh, and there were certain times where low hour, late model pieces of used equipment were selling for more than the retail price, more yeah. than new. Yeah. Um, and you know, that because is you could get them. Because you, you could get them. That's it. I mean, and that we had not seen that dynamic since probably 2006 or 2007. And yeah. I remember back then when people would buy a piece of used equipment for the tires. You yeah. know, they would put the machine up on blocks because you couldn't get rubber at that time. But scrapers were selling for more than new back then. And I thought you'd never see that again. Well, uh, you know, 
such as it is, you, it, it happened. Um, but but all, I think there's two things that have happened in the la- in the last 12 months. Um, the first and the and, and probably the one we're all talking about the most is inflation, and that's you know, driven the rising uh, interest rates. Mm-hmm. And so the interest rate equation makes the ownership of equipment more expensive. Uh, in in some cases, credit's also tightened up, and so it makes the supply of money more difficult. So you have to maybe you have to qualify a bit more in order to to buy that equipment. So on one hand, you see that, and that's having an effect on used equipment prices. And on the other is the demand side. So uh, yeah, it's not that demand has fallen off uh, tremendously, but it's definitely you know not on an ever increasing um, path. And so you know, what's interesting is not, we haven't probably seen in a while where you have a softening in um, in demand at the same time that you have, or, you know, because workloads are maybe not as, uh, as strong in all markets, at the same time that you have a higher cost of ownership. So typically when you've seen a slowdown, you get a, you get a counterbalancing decrease in, uh, in interest rates that help soften the, the blow to it. So, so I guess that's a long way of saying, um, We've definitely seen where the, the 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 peak has come off a little bit. It's it's flat. Some categories are trending slightly down, um, but it, I would not call it a panic or a run for the exits by any stretch of the imagination. What you really see is where last year people were willing to buy a machine that had seven thousand hours or eight thousand hours, and they would go and put it to put it to work um, and pay a premium even for that uh, sort of hour count. That's come down, you know, maybe it's at 5,000, 4,000, 6,000, depending on the machine uh, and what category you're talking about. So people are definitely a little bit pickier today, and that's resulting in just some flattening, I guess, on prices. It has been wild. The, 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 <clears throat> this combination of, uh, of, of demand, I mean, I mean, that was one of the really weird things in the pandemic was, was this surge as as people couldn't spend money on everything else in their in their lives and their businesses this this wild surge of demand uh and 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 just exposing all this money that i i think a lot of salespeople would have liked to know and was there uh, <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh and and even you know and, and it's been all this structural on the supply side stuff that's 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 throttled it right and then, and then, yeah, the interest rates are having, to be honest, by at least for the Bank of Canada, probably the desired effect of of of, of slowing it of slowing it back, right? Yeah. But, but but yeah, this this combination of high high prices and still they 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 still can't quite get a stake in the demand, you know, like it's it's people need it, right? Yeah. They, they need equipment. Yeah, we're I, we have a very resilient uh, base. I think of customers and projects, yeah. um, which is which is great because more and more it looks like. I mean, I say this knock on wood that uh, we we could come off with a soft landing. Yeah. Um, there there are times when I look south of the border where I spent some time, and I was there in '08 when it crashed to earth, really, um, and most of the issues had occurred. Six months, twelve months, eighteen months prior to October of two thousand and eight, uh, you just didn't know that the, the engines had fallen off the jet yet. Uh, in this case, it feels different. Uh, we, you know, we, we've we've dialed down on some of the um, 
the really overheated parts of the economy and and there's there's the parts of the economy that we need to keep going that are keep staying strong yeah yeah and it all it all it all filters back and 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 the the big picture stuff i mean i mean housing drives so much yeah uh, I, I, I building construction it, it, that that's all um cooled but 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 not yeah so I, I like soft landing i it would be my prediction too uh i i i i've i i feel like this isn't you know something that's gonna i, I don't think the central bank is going to be so foolish as to try to get back to two percent inflation uh just using monetary i think they're that they want to stop the rises and 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 let the uh the system sort itself out uh, economist I was listening to the other day said the best cure for high prices is high prices. Yeah, uh, and uh, and and so we'll 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 you and you and I will cross our fingers and say yeah, uh, yeah. And say soft landing and uh, all we can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's right. These are these are these are matters too large for all of us. Um, one thing that people can control, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about is um, is how they look at uh, at depreciation. You you made some. Um, uh, comments about about our uh, our times and utilization on the on the equipment and uh, and 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 where th people might you know think it's something they want to have in their fleet or or, or at least use uh, and where they and where they won't. Uh, I'll I'll frame it this way: what what are what are mistakes people make, Karen, when they when they when they think about depreciation and 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 what the valuation on their equipment is after x hours of uh, of use? Do you do you, do you see any common sort of misapprehensions that are out there well i would say um you know there's no such thing as a straight line except in accounting uh that you know that having an eye to the market and the market value and understanding where there's a delta um so so your accountant will do the best job for you for the the way your business is structured, for the way you want your balance sheet to operate, and everything else. And so I'd never can guess the reasons why, because they'll know the business intimately why they choose a particular depreciation schedule uh, for the business, accelerated or straight line or whatever it is. And I'm not an accountant uh, by any stretch. But what I would say is um, there are times when you reach a sweet spot, particularly with with rental equipment and depending on what your go-to-market strategy is for the fleet that you that you operate and the customers you serve, that you are in a position to harvest equity from a, a machine in a you know in a timely fashion and uh, reinvest that into uh, more fleet while maintaining a young age of fleet, uh, you know, at high uptime, uh, you've got all the latest safety equipment or uh technology in the in the unit that in the unit that you're operating and that may actually drive uh you know a better customer experience uh and more customer loyalty and so sometimes pushing it past and that that could be driven by outside factors i mean you could not be able to get the replacement machine but there there are times when i think people look and they say well if i really achieved what i wanted to achieve out of that machine or that fleet and it pushes a little bit further uh if the drop-off line mm -hmm. has come down and it was you know seven thousand hours and you feel really comfortable and now it's six thousand hours once you go over it the your your value against your book and your value against the the market may have uh have come off in a way that you didn't anticipate and i've seen where i've seen where it happened you, you know you start to have more issues with the machine more downtime more customer issues i mean really it comes down to how the what the customer's experience is uh, that that's gonna that should play a major role in this. 
And it's always too late when that crops up on you because you're, mm. uh, you're, 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 it's like, uh, it's like going broke. You do it gradually. And then all of a sudden, and I, <laughs> that's exactly right. That is exactly right. <laughs> the machine seems fine. <laughs> yes. And then, yeah. Yeah. And you have all this equity and yeah. then you, and then you, you know, you don't, um, which yeah. is, you know, no one wants to find themselves in that situation. Yeah. So you, you, you almost, uh, you almost, um, it, it would probably pay to, uh, do some analysis, uh, I, I guess, over time, and try to try to get some sense of uh, of, of how much you're getting out of a out of a particular brand or out of a particular type of machinery, and and uh, and 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 understand, you know, fine tune, you know, as much as you can. I mean, that you yeah, can't, yeah. But you know, as much as you can, where that where that point is going to be, where the thing starts to become starts to lose money on you, hundred percent. And there's no. Um sort of standard model that is bulletproof in any market condition. Right. So, so every, everything that we start is set the conversation up with in terms of interest rates or demand, certainly the supply plays a big role. Mm-hmm. Uh, will, will impact the overall valuation on your, on your fleet and the sort of sweet spot for, for disposing of that equipment. Again, um, the, the type of business, the rental business, um, is putting it in somebody else's hands to operate uh, and giving them the confidence that it's going to be a solid machine on their job site, going to start up every morning and go to work. Then you've got a business around the background that says, you know, how often should I be turning that fleet over to make sure I've got the, the best machine possible, I can achieve the highest uh, int- or, uh, uh, rental rate and utilization for my business. And when I go to sell it, am I always going to have demand? Or am I going to have demand when when uh, when certain categories or certain uh, brands are falling faster, and then mm-hmm. you know markets collapse from the bottom, right? Yep. So if if those if those lesser accepted brands or you know globally, because you really want to be able to take it wherever the highest price is going to be, um, if that starts to erode, it will erode faster there. If you've got something really great in your fleet, great brand, great condition, good hours, and everything else, you're going to withstand that decline for longer, not, not forever, but for longer than somebody who's got, uh, you know, less, less in demand, higher hour, uh, less portable type machines. Hmm. Yep. For sure. What do you guys do there, Karen? I, I, I'm, I'm picturing offices full of people with actuarial tables and, <laughs> and, and spreadsheets and, 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 and supercomputers and AIs, uh, uh, calculating uh you know the start the move, movement of market minute to minute I, is that accurate or what i mean uh, no uh <laughs> you know i wish it was i wish it was but um certainly right all all companies are monitoring uh prices that are available in the market so so we're looking for example at retail prices uh and supply and then you're always going to look at auction prices. So we talked about Ritchie Brothers. Yeah, um, that's a great source of transactional data that you want to feed into your pricing model. Um, you want to use it as um, an example and a moment in time, uh, because not all used equipment is the same. Uh, the condition of, of of a listener's equipment could be better or worse than something that you sell or that you see sold at, at, a, at an auction. Um, you know, also uh, auction. Uh, just by its nature, has some unknowns for for a purchaser. Yeah. Uh, you know, what was the utilization prior? What was the maintenance history prior? Not always available, and so there's sometimes a hesitation 
is that holdback may result in slightly lower prices. Um, you know, you can look at dealer and dealer ask uh, list prices to see sort of, you know, what the delta is and understand that. Um, so we look at all of those types of things. We look at how, what's the supply of equipment generally in the marketplace, the uh, trend lines and everything else. So there's, I mean, today you're, you're plugging all that into a computer. Yeah. Um, it's giving you some sort of algorithmic uh, pricing and, and generally most companies today have some, some tools. Uh, and certainly when you're working with a customer to help them understand where their fleet's at, we're going to look at that. And we're also going to talk to them. We like to understand what they, how they've been using the equipment and how they've been maintaining the equipment. Generally speaking, on a, from a thinning perspective, we're heavily involved in that. Uh, we have great telematics and everything. So we, we have a sense of it. And I think that helps us guide the customer, uh, accordingly. Yeah. I, 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 I love that. I love that point of, uh, of the, the auction is where, you can find that delta you're talking about, right? There, there's yeah. there's there's the line that the, there's that straight line that the accountant has given you, uh, but but you know if, if you're if you're going to auctions and, and maybe getting uh, you know you want a sample size of more than one, uh, but uh, you know you, you you're getting a sense from the auctions of 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 what this is doing and go ah maybe I have something there uh, that yeah. you know that 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 doesn't really show on my books. And yes. uh, you know, I can, I can, I can realize, I can realize a little benefit just by by moving now or holding now. You know, That's right. yeah. So the, exactly right. Yeah, I love the point too about um, about uh, uh, that line. That line that the accountant gives you uh, is really gonna is really gonna depend on your business. And it it brought to mind a a, a profile, a company profile I did a while back of uh, 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 Mr. Turcott uh, out in uh, uh, Quebec. And uh, he uh, he told me, I remember back in the day, oh, God, this was over 10 years ago now. Uh, he's no longer with us, I don't think. Uh, his son is. Uh, and um, he uh, he was talking about, uh, I said, you know, what's the secret of your success? How have you have you been successful in the rental business? And he said, well, because I'm a very, and he gave me an unusual answer. Usually you ask somebody that and it's always, it's always, oh, my service, uh, the best, I, 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 I have the best service in the world. His answer was, I'm really good at fixing machines. I'm really good at I'm really good at repairing the equipment. Uh, I can keep this stuff uh, going. Uh, it doesn't cost me a lot of money because I'm doing it myself. Uh, I can even I can even do things with parts if I need to. Uh, I have that technical ability. And 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 so and so I guess my point there, Kieran, is that changes your calculation, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, like mm -hmm. if, if you're able to 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 economically maintain your fleet. Um, you, you, you have a, you have a thing there. That it, yeah. It, it yeah. Makes... Competitive advantage. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, and sometimes it's the, it depends on the markets you serve. I was in Chicago previously and, uh, you know, there were, um, there were some contractors, uh, who, you know, they're only going to operate from April until November. Um, and then they're sort of in the off season, right? So their rental needs would run that stretch and maybe through the middle of that stretch. Um, when that equipment came back, it gave those rental companies the opportunity to go through it and get it ready for snow removal season. Right. Um, so they had two seasons, but they had to sort out what their uh, uh, maintenance schedule was going to be according to how their customers were going to use the equipment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that the 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 idea of the idea of 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 timing and usage and a certain number of hours and all the rest of it, that the, there there's absolutely no uh, no no cookie cutter solution to that, um, and uh, and 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 even the idea of, I mean, 
obviously all things being equal, having the newest and the and the and the the least used uh, in your in your fleet is better. Uh, but uh, you know, economically, if you can, uh, if, if you can, if, like you say, if you if you have periods where it's not used, that changes that changes. You know, you wouldn't just look at how old it is. No. Uh, if you if you have if you have the ability to 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 keep it running very well, um, although I I wonder how much of that is is even well I, address that for me with all the electronics in yeah. the machinery today, um, has that changed our calculation for 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 how long a machine is useful and 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 viable in your fleet? Because when the board goes, you're you're out. There's no fixing it. Yeah, you know, um, fortunately, I. I think uh, that, you know, sort of those early failures when, uh, you know, there's more computerization going, electronics going into machines, for the most part, I think the, again, it's 80-20. It's, it's, it's done well enough today that it's not as much of an issue. Where it becomes an issue, I think, is the second and third markets for this equipment is typically not North America, let's say. So it could be going to a market where there's less ability to plug into that equipment and do the diagnostics and um, get access. It could be the fuel. So I remember, you know, now this is 10, 15 years ago, as, as the companies moved more to tier four engines, that the secondary markets were, you know, maybe tier three, tier two, tier one engine markets, uh, higher sulfur fuel. And so that was a calculation. Would there be detiering solutions? When it comes to electronics, there's no de-electric or uh, de-electronics, I should say, uh, solutions. You can't take the computer out of the machine. No. Um, but I, it, you know, generally speaking, those are fairly robust. Yes, they can be expensive if there's failures to repair them. Yeah, yeah. It it that it's a uh, it's 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 gotten better. Uh, uh, absolutely, and I, I think uh, I think everybody figured out to uh, shield these things from vibration uh, at some yeah. point. Uh, because <laughs> Was initially what's the big what's the yeah. big issue, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, and and wet, uh, so yeah, that's that that's been a big change. Um, let, let's let's get to the part that everybody will be interested to uh, to hear about your tips for getting better deals on used equipment for your rental fleet. Uh, how do you uh, how do how do you how do you how do you get the how do you get the the real the real good one there the real bargoon here? Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, how much can I reveal? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm asking. I know I'm asking for the proprietary. Uh... No, look, um, there, there's definitely an advantage both to the seller and the buyer for some some loyalty. Uh, you know, so so I would say um, the loyalty can be in volume. Um, it, it can be it can be in both the machine as well as the aftermarket parts and and service component, for, you know, so there's definitely, this is why, and I'll take some other analogies. Uh, airlines and hotels love loyalty programs and they reward their, um, their high users with, with different perks. Um, sometimes that's discount, but quite often it's other things. So it's preferential treatment for check-in, it's preferential treatment for room upgrades, et cetera, et cetera. So in dealers generally are, are in the same boat. Um, there may be a discount. Margins are, are margins, but there may be some uh, aftermarket. You know, you preference for for um, parts or parts delivery or service service delivery scheduling. Uh, it, it can be a number of things there. So from a 
from sort of how to how to get the the best. If your fleet is predominantly uh, one brand, uh, then there's there's a loyalty component on the seller side to continue that relationship. On the on the buyer side, the, maybe the advantage from that loyalty piece is you now only need to stock one brand of parts. Um, you know, so this is the Southwest Airlines flying 737. Is you know they they they, they train the pilots. They train the, the the flight attendants and they train the uh, ground crew and mechanics on on one body. Now I know these things have changed over time, but there's definitely some some benefits and some efficiencies from that. Um, what I'd say is, you know, uh, look, watching, but look, all that aside, and just trying to get a great deal, um, like anyone. And I, you know, I love cars, so I'm always looking at car websites and and I'm trying to figure out uh, where there's too many. Um, you know, where they're, where they've been there for too long. Um, are there any other incentives that can be applied to it? So, you know, that might be a fleet discount. It might be a, a financing discount. So, um, I think you know, everybody wants to feel like they're getting the best possible deal. And the last two years have not felt that way, right? We all feel right. like we probably overpaid for everything. Oh, um, yeah. And if there's a resetting in pricing, we're going to feel even. Uh, even worse, probably. Uh, so, you know, I would say the way I approach all of these types of purchases is I, I you know, if I'm not in a rush, I don't have to rush. Um, if speed, it's, it's the reason that maybe you don't play uh, certain um, games like uh, like the slot machines in Vegas because speed kills. Uh, yeah. It takes away your money that much faster. So if you got a hurry, you're going to probably pay up for it. Uh, if you got a little bit more time, you can probably save some money. Good tips. Yeah, it's it's been it's been psychologically hard on on on, on a lot of uh, our friends in the in the, in the rental industry to, over the last couple of years to have to go out and it's like, well, you, you have to take what what it is that that the price that it is because yeah, that that's what there is and that's it. <laughs> you know? And try to pass that along to uh, to the renting side of it uh, and trying to get through some of those price increases. Uh, frankly, is is a difficult conversation. Uh, it can cause some fractured relationships with customers, um, and how we manage those conversations and helping everybody understand we're all in this to a certain degree together. I mean, our mm-hmm. as an industry, um, you know, we're we're uh, doing our best to manage through it. Be the guy that the dealer wants to come back. The, yeah, be that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. More girl. For sure. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's a, that's a very helpful, uh, that, that's one very helpful uh, tip there for sure. I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it, I think it runs true in all industries. Um, we touched on it a bit, uh, uh, but uh, circling back the, uh, uh, you know, I was, I was just at the Landscape Ontario show. Uh, uh, almost every piece of equipment on every booth uh, was uh, uh, battery powered. Uh, uh, everybody is, is, is rolling out the, 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 the lithium. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's obviously the thing that, that, that the manufacturers are, are, are very keen on promoting. I, I, everyone's realistic about, you know, I mean, they're, they're showing this because they're at a trade show and they want to have the, the latest and greatest. And, you know, the, the, we're, we're at the exciting bleeding edge of technology, which is great. Um, but, um, let, let's talk about the differences that we're going to see, uh, in the used market for this kind of equipment, Kieran, what's, what's your, what's your outlook uh, on that right now? Yeah. So we haven't got a great deal of data yet on, um, 
the second market for um, you know for those electric uh, machines. And I'd say even on the new front, uh, it is very early days. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, users won't have at present, and I'm not sure when they will have the infrastructure to be able to support those machines. Um, so the, the recharging stations, in some cases, I think they have to do a calculation as to whether they're going to have to have a, a backup machine on site, uh, because when the, the primary machine uh, needs to be recharged, how quickly can that occur? And then what's the second, you know, what does the second machine do? Or does that mean work stops? Um, is there a trolley system? Is there, which, you know, overhead wires and, and or, you know, I there's, to me, um, and I know this is important, and I know this is for sure the way the world is going. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't mean to be, the, you know, poo-pooing any of that. But it's, you know, I think there's a lot of work to be done before we have, um clarity around how this is going to be a major piece of the fleet for the, you know, the, the average organization. Um, and, you know, there may be some super users, there usually are early adopters, super users who figure it all out, they have the right uh, circumstances, the right conditions, the right infrastructure to be able to be early adopters of new technology. And I think that's fantastic. And from them, we will probably learn a lot about how to deploy this more broadly in the in the economy uh, and and in our business, um, and then it will be okay. There will be people who say, "Well, that's you know, you see it in cars, ten to fifteen thousand dollar lift on an electric car over at least right over its uh, non electric um, uh, sister." Mm -hmm. And so um, it'll it'll be the same in electric uh, machines over non electric for a time. Uh, you'll have to pay up for that early technology. Uh, and so uh, there will be people who will want to get into those machines in a used to avoid, you know, that 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 first the full step. sticker. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And you and you see that with uh, you know with electric cars in in the in the states and Canada where uh, people are buying them used because they can't afford the first the, the first uh, um, especially early days of Tesla. Um, so, so that's one thing. The second thing is, and I, you know, durability of uh, the the electric system, the battery, it, how how well it holds a charge. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you you look at your iPhone, and over a period of time, the battery, uh, the amount that it can be charged to, how long it holds that charge, starts to degrade. Now, whether that's software inside the system. Uh, you know, forcing you to buy the latest and greatest. You know, that's, that's, that's evil, Kieran. That's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy yeah, let's theories. Assume, let's assume that's not happening. Yeah. Um, no, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, I do think in in our in our markets where we've got some really extremely cold temperatures for extended yeah. periods of time. Uh, you know, how how's that going to play into it? So I think this is a really interesting area to continue to study, to watch, to see how it develops. I think it's really exciting that um, manufacturers are coming up with new technology. Um, they've gone through the uh, evolution of the engine to make it emit as little as possible using the best fuels. I think that's great. There's some work being done in fuels, um, you know, where it's uh, alternatives to diesel or, uh, you know, uh, diff just different fuel types. And that's um, a part of the equation. Electric is part of the equation. Uh, definitely this this industry is going to be going through some really, really exciting change over the next 
five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I think if you're, I think if you're an urban store yeah. uh, that has um, uh, customers doing a lot of indoor work um, yeah. or, or, or work even, even in like in city uh, with, with readily available power supplies uh, right there, uh, maybe not charging stations, but you know, you, you can charge them, you know, overnight or something uh, uh, off the regular grid uh, or a generator. Yeah. Um, that, 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 there might, there, there might be something there. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you know, your, your point is well taken. There's, there's, there's a lot of, we're, we're going to have to watch the super users to see, uh, to, to see really how that, how that fleshes out. Uh, you know, part of the thing is though, it's, it's, uh, in, in, in my view, it's going to be, if not forced, strongly encouraged. Hundred percent right. Uh, my, my government's going forward. I, I've got an article going into the next uh, issue of the magazine uh, about the city of Oslo uh, in Norway, mm-hmm. and they mandated emissions-free construction, ninety-five percent reduction, everything, everything. You just don't, don't, don't bring it. Don't bring a diesel. Don't bring a diesel in here. And, yeah. And you know, now that was, you know, it's Europe and they're pretty wild about this stuff, but, but that, you know, it, it, it that, that's, we're not that far away, you know, it's coming. Uh, nope. so, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think we have to have the conversations about, right. about, about what we're going to do with, 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 with the, the electrical equipment, because there, there will come a day when you're not able to get, uh, work on certain, especially government projects, uh, uh, without... where it starts California and government, yeah. uh, are the, are the sort of your two leads yeah. in that respect. Um, and look, the, the small pools have evolved massively mm-hmm. uh where you know it was 20 years ago when you know the batteries were good for only a sh- short period of time they've improved battery technology in the small tools section to where it's very robust and easily swapped out and that's the other thing is you know they know how to keep a battery pack off to the side so they can swap the batteries out in their tools and keep going they never lose a minute um that in some in certain categories of, of equipment that probably makes sense that's what uh, we need. That's, that's what I said even about the cars. I said you yeah. should be able to drive into like a gas station, go up on a, a little mini hoist. This is my science fiction fantasy. Go up yeah. on a little mini hoist, have the battery pulled out, have another one put in. They're they're generic, you know, they're not like owned, they're they're just generic that's battery. Right. And then sure. you drive away. Yeah. And I I do see uh a possibility where that becomes um part of the overall equation and somebody comes up with that mobile service that delivers that um, just the way they would deliver fuel today. So it is entirely within the realm of possible. I don't think that's, um, you know, your science fiction is becoming more and more a likelihood uh, every day. Yeah, I hope, I, I, I think so. I think that would be, that would be kind of a tipping point for a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, absolutely. And um, what do you think about, uh, and again, getting even more science fiction. What do you think about the hydrogen stuff? I, there, there seems to be more chatter, uh, uh, especially again coming out of Europe. Uh, of course, yeah. they all want to get off oil and gas entirely yeah. now. Uh, and uh, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, I think uh, hydrogen is, my opinion, hydrogen is definitely part of the um, overall transition. And that could be an interim state or that could be and that could be longer meaning you could start with hydrogen very very shortly uh and it could have a, a quite a nice long runway 
Canada abundant supplies of hydrogen. Uh, you know, there's blue and green, and I, please don't get me into trying to define exactly. I'm not, I'm not um, unfortunately, as, as far along in the education as I would like to be. But I, I, I think there is a role for the, that, the alternative fuel discussion. Um, you know, diesel, there, you know, I heard that they're testing diesels now that are, um, uh, you know, emit very, very little uh, to zero type of emissions, or they're heading in that direction. So I think there's a lot of hmm. a, a lot of work being done right now in fuels. Um, and that's why, I, you know, battery is a solution that's going to work in certain applications. And then there's going to be other conditions where we're going to need to have multiple solutions to get us where we uh, say we want to go. Interesting. Karen, fascinating stuff. Uh, if uh, if people are uh, if people are interested in, uh, in 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 reaching you, where would they where would they go to find you? Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, my email is kieran.home at finning.com. Happy to uh, take an email. Uh, I you can always reach me through the the finning folks wherever they are. Uh, we're always really happy to talk to customers and find out what's on their minds and how we can how we can serve them. Uh, we can answer any questions they have or uh, or yeah, just just chat. Fantastic. Well, it's been a great conversation and you, uh, you, you know a lot about this stuff, Kieran. So thanks very much for helping us out here on, uh, on counter talks and, uh, giving the rental guys, uh, a little bit of food for thought, uh, about the, the used equipment market and, uh, what might be ahead in 2023. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Thanks for joining us for counter talks. You can find CounterTalks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.